It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger. All right, welcome to Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. My name is A.D. Robles, and I'm covering for the guys today. They are all enjoying their Thanksgiving, but, you know, the people, the underlings at the Fight Laugh Feast Network, they, you know, they have to work through Thanksgiving. I, I, I don't, you know, listen, I don't make the rules. This is just how it is. So they asked for me to cover for them today. I'm just kidding. I'm actually recording this the week before, so don't worry about me. But in any case... I am excited to be here. You know, every, I, this is the second time I've been on Cross Politic in just a couple of weeks. I was actually uh, fortunate enough to host the live stream on Election Day a few weeks back. And uh, whenever I come on Cross Politic, I always feel like I need to step my game up a little bit. Like, like uh, it's not quite the big leagues, I would, I wouldn't say, but it's like you know, it's like the next step up in the minor leagues, right? You know, you, you got to perform, you got to bring your A game. I got to keep my nose a little bit cleaner. If if he, <laughs> if you know anything about my normal content, you know, I can be a little crazy. So I'm gonna try to rein it in a little bit because the cross politic audience, I don't, I don't know if they're quite ready for all of my crazy. You know, like, I, like if I started talking about the Artemis launch, I don't know if you guys are ready for it yet. I don't know. <laughs> In any case, man, this uh, everything's about Trump these days. It's 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 amazing. Like the guy, you, the guy has not been the president for two years. He makes this announcement: "I'm going to run for president." Everybody knew he was already going to run for president. This is not this is not a surprise. This is not a surprise announcement. Everybody's been waiting for it, and it's just like yeah, no, everyone can't help but talk about it. And and I got to be honest, I support Trump still. I I want him to win the Republican nomination. I do. I do. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to make any bones about it, but but I want to explain myself in just a little bit. But uh, before I do, I wanted to to say, you know, it must be a day that ends in Y because Bill Crystal is alarmed. I'm sure he's alarmed. I'm sure he's uh, concerned and troubled and and worried and all that kind of stuff. Him and David French and Russell Moore and you know all that kind of stuff. They're very concerned because they think that Trump is going to win the nomination again that he could potentially win. He could don't he's he's warning people don't underestimate Donald Trump. He won the nomination, uh, you know, twice. He 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 might win the presidency again. He he won the presidency the first time and I mean we all know he shouldn't have won that time. So maybe he can win it again and, and Bill Crystal's very worried. Uh but most people aren't as perpetually alarmed and worried and feminine as Bill Crystal. Um, most people are saying, you know, there's no way that Donald Trump is going to win. You know, people are supporting Ron DeSantis. 
and they're saying that he's going to run for president. He hasn't announced yet, but most people seem to think that he will. And, uh, you know, because of his big win in Florida uh, this past week, you know, they think he's the much better candidate. I don't really quite understand that logic. You know, he, he, he won in Florida. That's great. What does that have to do with the country, though? You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's really not a barometer of whether or not he can win in the United States. Um, but, but, but all this conversation is crazy to me anyway. And, and I just, I just have to just let this all out there. You know, cross politic might get kicked off YouTube for this one again. Are they, are they even on YouTube anymore? I don't even know. I don't even know. But, 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 but after every, all of the, all of the voting things that have happened, I can't even believe we're even having this discussion, to be honest with you. It's just, we're in a weird place, I think, though. We're in a weird place. Let me, let me give you an example. Like, like a lot of people, and a lot of people that I, I respect, you know, the, and, 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 and they're, they're very smart, they're more intelligent than me, they're openly admitting that they think that there's, they don't think that their vote really counts. Like, they think that there's shenanigans going on with voting and vote counting and, you know, do, you know, are they just gonna, you know, keep counting until the right person wins kind of thing. Like, like, people don't think these are legitimate elections. That's, that's, that's a very common belief amongst people that I respect and people that I like. But then at the same time, they're like, and yeah, and, and, and DeSantis needs to be the nominee. Trump can't be the nominee because he can't win the general election. So like we, and, and they're like, get, they're getting really involved in like the, uh, the, the political maneuverings and the, and the strategy and the X's and O's. And it's like, why, why even waste your energy? Do if, if you actually do believe, cause here's the thing. I, I think a lot of people, this is what I mean by we're in a weird place as a country. Like a lot of people really know that. That really voting is over. <laughs> That's not even really a thing anymore. Voting is over, but they can't bring themselves to really fully accept it, right? Like that's a bridge too far for a lot of people. They don't want to be that cynical, even though they know in their brain that that's the case. They, they can't accept it. You know, they see what's happening in Arizona. They see what's happened in Pennsylvania. They see what's happened in Georgia, wherever it is, right? Wherever it is at the time. And they know that that's, that's not legitimate, right? That's, that's not legitimate. But they can't fully in their heart accept it. So they're still doing the political maneuverings. They're still going through the motions. I saw so many people that were tweeting out, yeah, I went to go vote, but like, I don't believe in it anymore, you know? And, and I, and I get that. I get that. But, but I just, it's, it's very strange. Like, like, let, let me, let's listen to, let's listen to Donald Trump here because I, I, I can't, even put myself in this mindset, right? And, and again, I, I, I want Trump to win the nomination. Um, and I'll talk about that, about why in a second. But let's just listen to this part of his speech, right? He's, he's, he's making a promise about strengthening the elections if you elect him as president. To eliminate cheating, I will immediately demand voter ID, same day voting, and only paper ballots. Only paper ballots. They seem to love it. <laughs> All right. So to eliminate cheating, Donald Trump says, this is his announcement that he's running for 2024 president, right? To eliminate cheatings, he's going to immediately, he's going to demand it. He's going to demand voter ID, same day voting, 
and only paper ballots. Donald Trump is on the case, guys. He's got it. He's got it. You guys can support him. If you guys want to have fake, uh, fair elections, then you need to vote for Donald Trump because he's going to demand voter ID, same day voting, and only paper. Ba- he emphasized that twice. Only paper ballots. And I and I gotta I gotta say this, this makes no sense. And uh, listen, I, I'm not trying to black pill anybody. I'm not. I'm not black pilled at all. I, about voting, I'm pretty black pilled, but but I'm not black pilled at all. So don't feel don't feel d- despair here, but. How if, if if you accept his premises here, the, 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 the voting is rigged. That's what Donald Trump is saying. Voting is there's cheating. There's voting. Think about this for a second. I'm going to say it slowly. Donald Trump believes that there's cheating in voting voting and he's going to fix it. If only you vote him into office, he'll fix it. If you vote him into office, all the cheating that's happening in voting, if you vote him into office, he will fix all of the cheating with voting. If you vote him into office. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. Why? If you believe that the, that the, that the game was rigged, and, and he's gone on record as to say this is rigged. This is what he said. This is rigged. There's cheating and all this kind of stuff. That's what Donald Trump has said. Why would you run for president in a rigged system? Like, why would you? And, 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 and let's, you know, this is the point. Like, how can you energize your voters to vote? On a, 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 a promise of fixing voting when you one day become president if you were already president one time and didn't fix the voting. So you, you, he, he complained that 2020 was rigged and all, but he was president at, during 2020. He could have fixed the voting then, but he didn't. Okay, fine. Maybe he didn't know. Maybe he didn't know there was cheating and that's totally fine. I can accept that. But now that he does know, how is he going to run and say, look, vote for me, and what I'm telling you is that your the voting system is rigged, but vote for me anyway, because I'll fix the voting system if you vote for me. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. And so I, I just, I can't even see the value of, of arguing X's and O's here, like Trump's electable, but, or maybe he's not electable, but Donald, but, but Ron DeSantis is electable and all this stuff. And a lot of the people who are, who are arguing this stuff simultaneously believe that the voting system is rigged. Why, why would you play a rigged game according to the rigged rules? I, I, I don't quite understand that. It doesn't make any sense. And so I guess the question we need, really need to ask ourselves is, do we really think that these systems are rigged or not? Because if they're rigged, then all of this stuff is just theater. Now, theater has value, too. I'm not saying it doesn't. And that's why I support Donald Trump, because theater has value, too. But the thing is, like, we don't need to, like, eat each other about whether Ron DeSantis is better or Donald Trump is better, because it doesn't matter anyway if you accept your premises that the rigged system is. And they're, and the thing is, they're both kind of running on this. Now, now I, I got to give Ron DeSantis a little bit of credit because he hasn't announced that he's running yet. But if he does announce that he's running, which a lot of people assume that he's going to, by the way, if he's actually a, 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 a smart guy and he's actually not one of these, um, one of these uh, dark, deep state kind of guys, which I'm not convinced necessarily that he isn't. I Listen, listen, I have nothing against Ron DeSantis. I'm just very suspicious of him. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. But if he's not one of these guys and he actually has a, a, a smart head on his shoulders, why would he run considering that he also is, is kind of intimating 
that the voting system is fugazi. Week, uh, but, you know, we actually had another hurricane come through in the other part of the state. Nicole, so you guys understand that. And how is it that you know, the state of Florida, uh, the Monday before the election, we could declare a state of emergency for Nicole, conduct an election, count like 7.7 million votes by midnight. Next morning, we're at the EOC. Storm hits. You have washouts of A1A, other parts. We repair that by the weekend, and these other states are still counting their votes from the election. How pathetic is that? I'm joined here by our... Right, so, so he, he gets it. I mean, you know, he's saying, look... You know, we had all these, these, these situations, these acts of God come through, and they, you know, they, they made it hard to get our systems in order, but we got them in order. You know, we, we fixed everything we needed to fix, and we had, we got it done. We got it done like we always used to, where you end the night and you know who won. Like, that's how it always used to be. Not every time, but most of the time. That's how it was. And so, you know, we can do this, but somehow Arizona can't do this. Somehow, somehow Pennsylvania can't do this. Somehow Georgia can't do this. Somehow, you know, whatever, whatever state it is, Nevada, there's a bunch of states that this happened in. So what's the deal with that? That's pathetic. That's what Ron DeSantis says, which is why I think it'd be crazy for Ron DeSantis to, to run for president. Again, assuming he's a legitimate, you know, actor and he's a good guy and all this kind of stuff. Why would he put himself through that if at the end of the day, Arizona is going to take two weeks to count his votes and they're going to count until whoever his opponent wins? That, 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 that's what, that's what he's putting forward. I happen to think he's right, but that's what he's saying, right? And so why would Ron DeSantis, why, you know, he's, yes, he's fixed it in Florida. And so great. You fixed it in Florida and you're good to go in Florida. That's wonderful. But the thing is, the rest of the country is not with you on that. <laughs> the rest of the country has not fixed it. They're not focusing on the things that you're focusing on. And so, um, if the, if the X is, if the, if the game has rigged rules, why are you playing by that rigged game? Why would you? Why would you? And why would you spend so much energy trying to decide, oh, who's got the chance to win? Who's got a better chance to win? That's, that, we're beyond that point now. We're beyond the point of arguing, uh, for, for, you know, endless amounts of time of who's got the, who's, who can do it? Who could, who could actually win the general election if they win the nominee and all this kind of, I think we're beyond that point, guys. I really do think we're beyond that point. I think a lot of us, though, are living in this, um, in this, in this cognitive dissonance. And I, and I don't blame you. I'm not saying you're stupid. I'm not saying you're, 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 you're mentally inferior. I, I get it. Cause I live in this cognitive dissonance as well. I mean, where, where there are certain things I believe about the systems that we find ourselves in, but you know, you still to some degree have to operate in them. Not, not completely, but you still do. And so it's like, man, what do I do? What do I do? I mean, do I just give up? On politics, or do, I don't think you do that, though. I don't think you do that. See, there's more ways to play the game than just within the rules that they give you, because this is not. It's not like it's not like football, right? Where football, you know, you either play football or you play a different game. See, this is the thing. Like, like winning in politics. We, sure, we've got rules to our game. We've got certain ways to vote and ballot harvesting and all this kind of stuff. And that's what people are saying right now. Look, if they're going to be ballot harvesting, then you need to start learning how to ballot harvest. And I, and I, and I, I gotta be honest, like I sympathize with that. Maybe that's a way forward, but, but also you can play the actual game, which is the actual way that we command our future, which is, you know, you have, uh, big families and you raise them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord and you localize and you have, 
uh, a lot of local, you know, units and communities. This is what they're. This is the thing. This is what they're already doing in Florida. They're already taking this approach in Florida, right? If every if if all the rest of the states are going to go crazy, Florida, we're not going to go that crazy. We're going to do something different. And so, you know, when Florida shores up their elections and all of a sudden places that have gone blue for decades and decades and decades go red, it's not that all of a sudden they decided that, you know, oh, you know, I I guess like all these people didn't just decide to become Republicans one day. Like nobody decided to join the Nazi party, quote unquote, that's what they're called overnight. No, that they've always been there. They've always been there. But now that they've shorn up their elections you know, the the real results are coming in. This is really where the country's at. That's that's what's going on in Florida. And so, you know, you know, people are really worried about, oh, you know, the United States might balkanize. You know, we shouldn't balkanize. Maybe we should balkanize. It's like, well, that's it's already happening, though. It's not like this is not a debate, right? It's not about whether or not we should balkanize. It's already being balkanized. That, that, that's the point. And so you don't have to play the game the way they want you to play it. That's the point. It's not like we've all signed up to be in the NFL. We, we, we can play a different game. We can play a long game and we can, we can, we can change the country through demographics in, uh, in the long game. And see, and you see, the, the, the Democrats are trying to do this too. You know, like, like, while I'm talking about, you know, having big families, raising them in the fear and admonition of the Lord, you know, getting local communities set up, stuff like that. They're trying to import voters from other countries, right? They want to, they want to naturalize all kinds of, uh, illegal immigrants and stuff like that because they think that if they do that, they're going to have a lot more democratic voters. So the Democrats are thinking long game too. The problem is that their their people don't have kids, right? Their their their, their voters don't have kids. They kill their kids. They you know they promote homosexuality. They, they, there's no fruit there, right? We can have we Christians have fruit, right? We we bear fruit, and we you know we want to we want to uh, be fruitful and multiply and things like that. So we can command the future, but we're not going to do it arguing who's more electable, Donald Trump or Ronald or, or Ronald DeSantis. Is his name Ronald? I guess it has to be. Ronald or Donald, right? I don't think that's the way forward, guys. I really don't. I think if you really, if you really just take a moment to try to be as honest with yourself as possible, and you live in one of these states like Arizona or Pennsylvania or something like that, and you went to the polls and you voted as hard as you could, right? You voted as hard as you could for 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 Carrie Lake or whoever it was, right? Doug Mastriano, right? As you cast your vote, how confident were you? that that vote would actually even be counted, would actually make a difference, would actually not just be run roughshod over by the harvesting and all the craziness that happens. How confident were you? If, I, if you're honest with yourself, I feel like you probably weren't all that confident. And so take a, take, take a moment with yourself and just say, hey, you know, why, why, why am I going to knock myself out? Why am I going to devote so much energy into something that is – that is not likely to bear fruit. Why not instead put my energy, put my focus on things that actually could make a difference in the future? And so I'm not trying to black pill you on politics, but, and I'm not even trying to get you to not vote. If you want to vote, go ahead and vote. You know, so a lot of people think that's a civic duty. That's fine. But the, but the whole scheme of voting, the whole game of voting and, and trying to electioneer and, and finagle a win and things like that. I think for, for, for conservatives, that the time of that actually being a viable strategy that you want to dump a lot of money into, I don't know, man. I don't know. In any case. But I still, say, I still said I voted for Donald Trump, right? I, and, and I'm sorry. I still said I supported Donald Trump. And I do. And I do. And the reason I support 
Donald Trump is because I think that actually the theater of this all matters. Like, like the, the, to be to be honest, the, the the and I think I think I saw Andrew Eisker say this, and I agree with him completely. It's that that Donald Trump is able to and willing to profane so many of the false gods out there when it comes to you know when it comes to foreign policy and globalism and all this kind of stuff like 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 the global you know the globalism movement the I, see this is the thing i got to change i got to change how i talk when i get to the big leagues up here right i can't just say global homo right <laughs> global homo he 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 profanes global homo so hilariously so funnily he he has it's it, it's it's there's a lot of comedy value there and he just obviously disrespects so many of their gods not all of them not all of them a lot of people point out about his pharmaceutical you know promoting and all that kind of stuff i get it i get it he's not a perfect candidate but out of all the candidates that exist that could exist he is the most likely to 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 mock their gods and say well where are they what are they on the toilet and i i think that has a lot of value i think that that the 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 less the less we respect and 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 even attribute any value to a lot of these false idols of our time the better. I think that 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 raises sort of our um, our energy level for the things that actually do matter. Like like if Donald Trump is the nominee, do I think he'll win the presidency? No, I don't think he'll win the presidency. But the, but that's not the point, though. The point I think is is to is to is to flaunt a a sort of like look, we're not buying into your system anymore. We don't think that you deserve the respect that you guys demand, and we're not going to give it to you. And by the way, we're going to win, and we're going to win uh, the actual game. We're not going to play your little game that you've set up for us to sort of, you know, it's like it's like Lucy with Charlie Brown, right? You know, this time I'll, I'll definitely hold the football, right? Like this is the thing. This is my. This is what I worry about. You know, you know, you know. A lot of people are like, oh, well, we got to get good at ballot harvesting because that's that's how you win now. You know, it's all about ballots, and it's like. That to me, that strikes me as Lucy saying, "No, this time, look, here it is. It's ballot harvesting. That's what you got to do." And then, you know, we're we're Charlie Brown. We're going to go kick the football. And she's going to pull it up again. Like that's that's how that strikes me. Anyway, so that's my commentary. Look, I am no you know election strategist or anything like that. I I, I think that for right now, I mean, obviously something could change. Uh, for right now, I support Trump just because of the the pure theater and comedic value of it. But I think that that's not just that's not that's not innocuous, right? Like when when we say something is just theater, uh, I think sometimes we try to say it's, it's totally unimportant. It's still important. I think theater is actually important. I think the comedy of this is actually important because right now, uh, Global Homo thinks that they're the most powerful god out there, and what we need to essentially do is to do the, pull the Elijah on them. No, you not only are you not the most powerful god out there, you're a god that deserves no respect. I think that's what we need right now. That that'll rally the troops in my opinion. In any case, let's uh let's change gears here. I got a message a few weeks back and this message um I thought it was a very good question. And so I wanted to read it and I hope hopefully my answer will encourage you because that's that's my goal here. And so um, this is a, he, he was talking about a video I did. That's not important. But the question he has is about boldness. And he says, he says, I agree. There are many people who really want the freedom that someone like Doug Wilson has to say what he thinks. 
However, I think an angle that could be addressed is this. Doug doesn't really need to worry about expressing himself too much because, save for a government takeover, he will likely not lose his platform or his job for expressing his beliefs. He will have thousands of people who will still support him and his views, regardless of any pushback from Big Eva or anyone else. However, Doug's example is not the case for most Christians, and especially those living in areas that are not favorable towards believers, for example, New England. My question is, how does a little guy like me speak freely when it could cost me my job? As I mentioned above, I am not in ministry anymore, but essentially work in the quote-unquote corporate world, and speaking my mind on social media could easily lead to a job dismissal or a blacklisting because of how small or interconnected my world is. It's hard to quote-unquote hide in Maine, which is where I'm from. I'm not picking on Doug Wilson. I would say the same thing about John MacArthur. MacArthur is bold, too, but he's also backed by a large organization that will defend him and has. And so this question is a good one because he's basically saying, look, like it's easy to be bold when you know you've got uh, an organization that will defend you. And so what about someone like me who has no large organization to defend them? And in fact, if I start being bold and speaking my mind, um, there's a good chance I'll get fired and lose my income and things like that. And this is a good question because obviously not everybody's situation is the same. There's two things I want to say about this, though. Number one, guys like John MacArthur, guys like Doug Wilson, you know, and, and there's a lot of guys like this, right, that are out there and they're speaking bold. James White's another one and things like that. Like these are guys that they might have that support right now. They might have those networks or those organizations that are large right now, but that's not how it started, right? That they didn't start that way. And they they were bold before they had that, right? And a lot of these guys, you know, a lot of their notoriety came from being bold in the face of getting fired or getting blacklisted or things like that. Like like they 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 were doing this even when they were just, you know, quote unquote the little guy. And so um, faithfulness doesn't really have a, a, a an asterisk next to it that says faithful so long as you have support behind you to do what you need to do. So so that's number one. Like don't don't get it twisted. Like Doug Wilson wasn't always you know part of an organization that would defend him. That's just not how it is. Um, but but number two though, um, everyone needs to be very shrewd about how they do the things that they do, right? So so yeah, I think boldness. Um, takes a lot of different forms. Like, like there are some fights that that I, I saw. Who did I see saying this? You know, this might have been Owen Benjamin. I watched a clip of him uh, dissecting the Dave Chappelle uh, monologue, which was very funny. The uh, the clip of him dissecting this, it was very funny. But um, one thing he pointed out is that like like you don't have to fight every fight. Right. Like one one example that he was using was was property taxes. Right. He thinks property taxes are immoral. He thinks property taxes are, are, are evil, but it's not a fight he's willing to fight. Right. Like he's not going to fight that fight right now. It's just it's just you can't. It's hard to win. And it takes a lot of energy. And it's really at the end of the day to him, it's probably just not worth it, given the, the benefit. Right. Look, I hate property taxes. I live in New England. Uh, I live in New Hampshire. And property taxes here are out of control, right? They're out of control. I hate it. But am I going to go to war over property tax with the government that I'm probably likely going to lose? And even if I win, there's really not that much benefit in it for me? No. Right? So nobody's saying you have to fight every... You have to pick your battles carefully. But what you can't do is compromise yourself. And so 
So what what Owen Benjamin was saying is like what you can't then do is say, then say anyone who's against property taxes is a fool, is an idiot, is a crazy person, right? Because then you're compromising your own beliefs, right? Because you don't even believe in in property taxes. You're not willing to fight that fight, but you're also not going to attack the people that are willing to fight that fight or are publicly going to be bold against them. You see what I'm saying? So, so here's in, in your case, like let's say you were working for a corporation, right? And you said you're in, you're in Maine, you're in a, you're working for a corporation, maybe LL Bean or something, and they're very woke and they, you know, and, and you're not fighting everything that they're doing, right? You're, you're working for them, you're, you're cashing your paycheck, you're keeping your head down, you're keeping your nose clean, all of that kind of stuff. Everything's fine, right? But then they say, here, you got to sign this document that says that homosexuals uh, are the are healthier than heterosexuals. Homosexual marriages are better than heteros. You know, like they're the best thing since sliced bread. Homosexuality is great. Sign on the dotted line. Otherwise, you lose your job. You can't do that because that would be compromising yourself, right? So you see, boldness is 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 required, but you don't have to fight every battle. You don't have to go out there looking for every you know, every fight to fight and then being courageous in that particular fight. So, so what I'm saying is this, you, you can't compromise yourself. You can't sin before God. That's for sure. But you don't have to, boldness doesn't require you to, to be outspoken on every issue. It simply doesn't. I say a lot of things that I know for a fact that people that like me, that agree with me probably wouldn't say just in everyday life. And that's fine. And that's fine. You know, because you don't have to fight the same battles that I fight. However, what you can't then go and do, because this is the trap people get caught up in, you, what you can't then go and do is start ripping people to shreds that are taking the position that you actually do believe, but you're, you know, you you think it's prudent to not fight that fight. Like that's that's a huge problem. Jonathan Lehman did this, right? Jonathan Lehman with this whole thing about uh, uh, cultural capital, right? It's it's not so much that he doesn't want to fight the fight against the government closing down church. It's that he doesn't want to fight it. And then he's also ripping Christians that do fight it as if they're dividing up the church. And see, that's, see, that's the problem. That's the issue. And so I hope that question on boldness helps. I, I don't want anyone to feel guilty that they're not as bold about every issue that I'm bold about. Um, and they're not fighting the same fights I'm fighting. You don't have to fight the same fights I'm fighting, but you don't, there are some battles that you pretty much have to. You know what I mean? There's some battles that you pretty much have to, but I think people get to determine those, um, and be, and be wise in their own current situation. I can't speak for you on, on what those issues are. Um, but, uh, but in any case, I hope you enjoyed this. This has been Cross Politic with A.D. Robles. I don't know if you're used to this kind of style, but that's okay. That's This is how I do it. And Gabe said I could do it however I would normally do it. So there you go. I hope you, uh, hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving. God bless you. And check me out on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. A.D. Robles. Take care. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest classical Christian homeschooling community. I'm launching a new podcast, Refining Rhetoric. If you like cross-politics or just listen to hear what crazy stuff they're saying today, you will enjoy Refining Rhetoric. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. I practice the 15 tools of learning by interviewing great guests, looking at current events, and talking about cryptocurrency. Home. It's where you build your legacy. Where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? 
Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy.